The Beauty Call podcast starts now. I don't mind saying what I'm using right now. I use Cetaphil, and that is because I have super sensitive skin. Um, I love the product. It's a Galderma product. I love that. I love La Roche-Posay, which also is right in the family with SkinCeuticals. Yes, Those work really well on my skin because it identifies, it seems to almost identify the fact that my skin is sensitive, and it really does take care of my skin. It cleanses. We need advice on beauty. We're going to call Beauty Call with Janice McGuinn. Janice is easy and loves to have casual yet informative conversations on sex, beauty, love, fashion, work-life balance, diet, fitness, nutrition, relationship, and life's ups and downs. Join the Beauty Call podcast and learn inside secrets to true beauty. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Beauty Call Podcast. This is your host, Janice McQueen. I'm really excited. I'm here today with Liz Kumaro. She is a RN esthetician. She has a Bachelor of Science in Nursing, a graduate of USC, and over 30 years experience as an RN. She's a wife and mom of two sons. She has worked on labor and delivery, plastic surgery, and now aesthetic dermatology. She owns On to Beautiful You, and she is my RN esthetician, and I absolutely love Liz. Well, Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have you because um, I'm actually sitting right here in her office um, with numbing cream on my face because we're going to do a clear and brilliant. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love the way it makes my skin look, and you are so good at what you do. Thanks. So I thought we would just talk about, you know, what we, we normally talk about. We talk about proper beauty regimen and wanting to take care of skin and doing the right things and I and I am one of those probably like many people that um, are following us uh, maybe over moisturize over exfoliate and that's not really good for the skin to to overdo things so what would you suggest um, to do for the proper beauty regimen yes well I think some people think that more is more and I often tell people less is more but just do that less correctly so Mm -hmm. for example today you're getting a clear and brilliant that's a form of exfoliation it's controlled it's strong but not too strong Mm -hmm. and then I don't want you going home I don't want you doing more I don't want you exfoliating your face Mm -hmm. um I think that's what a lot of people do. I think that when they they go to maybe their dermatologist or their esthetician and they maybe get a facial, then they try to go home and and recreate Mm -hmm. Recreate. it too soon. Yes, correct. And they can cause maybe damage at that point. Yeah, or irritation. Irritation. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So irritation can be in a rash or dryness of skin, um, which is something that I you know I definitely see because I will go home and I'll try to exfoliate myself, and it's not that I don't know how to do those certain things it's just that maybe I'm just doing too much I'm doing it too often so from a day-to-day from taking care of your skin what are the steps that we should take to make our skin you know more beautiful more radiant and keep it clean to keep it hydrated absolutely so of course it depends on what age you are but for us women that are over 40 Mm -hmm. um certainly a a light cleanser most of us don't have acne so we don't need a super strong cleanser but a nice mild cleanser um moisturize whatever you like just make sure it's good and sunscreen 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 Every woman should have some retinols in her arsenal at home to use at nighttime. I use mine every three or four nights. 
Um, and then your beauty treatments, like you're coming in today for your clear and brilliant. And the reason I, <laughs> the reason I mentioned that is I, I, I do, I do love this treatment and it's new to me. And it's not that, you know, I'm necessarily saying it's something that every single person out there needs to get. It's right for my skin. And there's so many different types of treatment. And, and the one thing that I'm hoping that I can help raise awareness on this podcast is just how to take better care of yourself yes. and find the right thing for, for your skin. I have very sensitive skin and I am also very conservative in how I take care of my skin because I'm, because I'm sensitive and also because I'm very, I'm, I am frugal. I, I'm a working mom too, just like you are Liz. And you want to take care of your family, take care of yourself, but you're trying to juggle it all. So clear and brilliant works for me. Um, very, very well, and I can definitely see the results. And and so I would love to, for you to just tell us the difference between the different types of treatments that are out there. I know you have expertise in, in some, but there are some different lasers that are out there. For example, Clear and Brilliant is a laser. There's Fraxel, um, and there's other different variations on that type of laser. And could you just sort of Give me, uh, I guess, an example of what the differences are between the two. Right. So what you're getting done today is called a baby Fraxel. Fraxel okay. is a laser resurfacing, just resurfaces that top layer of skin. How it does it is fractionated laser, which means it actually pokes tiny little hole, micro holes mm -hmm. on your face irregularly. So it's not a complete ablation, what we call ablation. Oh. It's a partial ablation. Okay. Um, the difference between Fraxel and what you're having done today is essentially you won't have any downtime. Mm -hmm. You know, Fraxel you'll have about a week. It's more of a one and done, although not always, but one strong treatment and then seven to ten days recovery. You, you'll be fine. You won't have any downtime. Okay. So that does make a difference. Huge. Uh, if someone's, price. Yeah. And someone's wanting to see some results and they're wanting to skin to get their skin to get better, have better pigmentation or lack of pigmentation yes. so tone that it's tone, tone and texture. Yeah. Good. And if they want that, but they don't have the downtime, they don't have the time off work or away from their family right. and they're busy, a clear and brilliant is a really good way of taking care of themselves and being able to do that. They can get a couple of treatments over the course of... Um, the time frame based on what their needs are. Correct. Um, and then if they do a Fraxel, they need to schedule downtime about a week to two weeks away from where they're going to be face-to-face -face with someone else, maybe, yes. because it is going to completely use an ablation of the skin. Yes. Partial ablation, but, Partial ablation. but much stronger than, mm -hmm. than clear and brilliant. Yes. Great. So those are those options. And there is a price difference. So Absolutely. I think... It's really good to, I think, to have different options when you're considering any kind of regimen for your skin that's going to be above and beyond what your daily routine mm -hmm. is Correct. yeah. and sort of think what is best for you. And I've, 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 this is only my second one ever, um, the third one ever, I believe, mm -hmm. um, in the course mm -hmm. of the last yeah. year, year or yeah. so. So I've. I love it. I typically get facials on a fairly regular basis, which are great for hydration and for, you know, cleaning of the pores and yeah. making sure mild, that mild exfoliation, mm -hmm. very mild exfoliation. Mild. Yeah. So I love that. And this is just another step in that right direction of taking care of my skin. Right. Right. 
So if you're wanting a different type of laser and you don't have the downtime, a clear umbrella is a great option, but there are other options out there. And throughout the course of our shows, we're going to talk to different estheticians and, and people that have had treatments to talk about what works well for them. But I love these results and I highly recommend it. And if you want to know the differences, you know, I'll have that information on my, my Facebook page. Um, so for someone that is looking for that day-to-day uh, treatment of their skin, you've suggested for exfoliation at home about every three or four days. Does that include using a retinoid or retinol, or are there other methods of exfoliation? Well, it depends if you're seeing somebody like myself regularly. So for you, mm-hmm. you come to me regularly for your chemical peel, so I would say no. You do not need to get your scrub brush out. You do not need to use your apricot scrub. Um, but uh, you know, I used I used to use a pumpkin uh, pumpkin enzyme peel. Yeah, that can be strong. And actually. I yeah, so I've used I I started using that probably about twenty five years ago, off and on. And mm-hmm. I like it. It's okay. Yeah, I really can't tell a big difference. But I I actually stopped using those type of exfoliants on my face I use them more now on my my neck down I don't use Do them you? on my my, my face yeah. because I am very very sensitive, sensitive. Yeah. yes and I can very easily I'll tell you exactly what happened to me is that the first of the year because I do come and get you know regular facials with Liz and I do take care of my skin and do the you know the morning you know cleanse and I will moisturize and use my vitamin C's and my sunscreen, but I'll exfoliate with usually an exfoliant or a brush throughout the week a couple of times, but because I'm so sensitive, I started noticing that I was getting a rash and I realized what I had done was I was over exfoliating my skin. I was forcing what what nature intends for us to have happen. I was forcing that to happen. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to realize that if you are exfoliating at home, that you really do listen to your skin and you watch it. And I would think for dry skin and sensitive skin like what I have, Mm -hmm. no more really than once a week, twice at most. Once a week. Once a week? Yeah, okay. Definitely. Yeah. For someone like you. Yes. And yep, for someone yep. that has oily skin, maybe a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. And there's some great exfoliants out there. There really are. You've got to find the best, best skin care for your skin. Right. So what do you typically recommend for someone to use? Well, I love uh, the Lion's Skin Suticals. Mm-hmm. They have CE Frulic, which you talked about that, antioxidants. They have uh, exfoliating masks. Uh, they also, the peel that I give you is a skin suitical peel. It's a, it's a salicylic peel. Oh. Um, so they have some wonderful products. Uh, their price point might be a little bit higher than most people or you might like. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm not opposed to people going to the to the to the grocery store or whatever and getting what they need. Yeah, you can you can get here's the thing is you can have good skin care whether you're going to department stores, whether you're going to the pharmacist, whether you're going to your esthetician, your dermatologist. Mm-hmm. 
wherever you go, you've got to find something that works right for your skin. And I suggest, you tell me how you think, uh, Liz, about this. I suggest always getting a sample of that and trying it out for a day or two to see if your skin acclimates to it, if it likes it. If not, then you know it's not right for you. I do that. I like to sample things first and foremost. But again, that's because I'm sensitive and I have very dry skin. Yeah, that's super smart. And sample it on your neck. Because that mm-hmm. skin is much more similar to your face than, say, the top of your hands. Right, because that's what you do when you go into a store. Right. They sample on your neck right. or on your wrist, right. and it is better to go just right, the side right, of your right neck, below. behind yeah. your ear, maybe. Perfect. Yeah. That's really good advice. Yes. And I love using products that tend to be a little bit, I guess, non-invasive, that tend to be a little bit more moisturizing. Yes, yes, And I use those. And I, right now, I mean, I don't mind saying what I'm using right now. I use Cetaphil. And that is because I have super sensitive skin. Um, I love the product. It's a Glauderma product. I love that. I love La Roche-Posay, which yes, also is did. right in the family with SkinCeuticals. Yes, it is. Those work really well on my skin because it identifies, it seems to almost identify the fact that my skin is sensitive, and it really does take care of my skin. It cleanses, moisturizes, exfoliates, does all the things that we want our skin care to do without causing without inflammation. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, I agree. So that's important, and I recommend getting skincare that does not have a fragrance in it. Absolutely. Get, a, lot, a lot of us are really sensitive to mm-hmm. fragrance. I am. And you can build up, I think, that insensitivity to it or sensitivity yes, to it. Yes, yes. You can You can build that up. And that's something I did not I, realize. I think you did that with lemon. Yes, I have a. I have an aversion to, um, to lemongrass. There you go. Yeah. And I had no idea. I started using products that had essential oils, and I'm all for essential oils. Yes. And I still use products that have essential oils, but I do tend to go overboard because I try really hard (laughs) and I I really do try to care for myself and so I tend to maybe overdo it Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of us are you know we are guilty of that more is more but no no, no. it's not not really less is more but I realized in using products with essential oils that when I use lemongrass which is an essential oil that's supposed to really help with uh, from my understanding with thyroid disorders and, and, of course, it's not the topic of this particular podcast, but I have, I have heard that. Though. I have hypothyroidism, yeah. and it's supposed to help facilitate your thyroid function, mm-hmm, and it helps mm-hmm. it work better. So I started using that, and I definitely had an intolerance to it, and mm-hmm. it caused me to break out in hives oh my, all over. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you can overdo the natural products. You can overdo the organic products. So you right. want to keep right. that beauty regimen very simplistic right yeah and that's why sometimes treatments are a little bit better than products so for example you're doing the little baby fraxel today Mm -hmm. doing the clear and brilliant there isn't any chemicals involved in that it's a mechanical treatment so mechanically exfoliating and that that bypasses all this sensitivity that a lot of people have Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And that's really good and sound advice. And it's an affordable service that you can yes, do yes, wherever yes. you live. Yep. Um, and then what you what I plan to do is I won't I won't be using any of my retinols or retinoids, and I won't be exfoliating. Correct. So I'll be yes, leaving some yes. downtime for that, yep. so that good my week. skin has a time to heal. 
I mean, even though you can't see it because there's no downtime, yes. you will be able to feel the re- reaction to the product, to the to, mechanical treatment. The laser is mm-hmm. regenerating your skin, so you want to give your, your face, your skin, about a week to do that regeneration. Mm-hmm. Even though you won't see it or anyone looking at you will not see it, you will be able to feel it a little bit. Your skin will be a little rough to the touch, and that's just the skin coming up to the surface and exfoliating itself. How often does our skin turn Turn over? Generally about every six weeks is the recommendation for peels or facials, just Mm -hmm. to kind of augment your natural cycle. It slows down as we get older. Yeah, I've heard that, that it does slow down the exfoliation process and you sort of have to step it up a little bit with either a treatment or exfoliations at home or having the right kind of products, the right right retinols, retin-A's. Right, otherwise you get kind of dull. Yes. Right. And that's exactly it. So if you've noticed that your skin is dull looking or maybe your makeup is not going on as well as it used to, mm-hmm. then more than likely it's time to exfoliate. You don't want to get a harsh exfoliant. You either want to find an RN dermatologist yes, to do that for a you. treatment to assess you and sort of see what your skin type is. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to do it at home, just build up gradually. Don't blast yourself with some strong product. That's right. I actually just got uh, Retin-A for the very first time. Yeah. And it's because... I'm of a certain age, and you know I think regardless of your age, whether you're in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, and 70s, you need to take care of your skin, mm-hmm. and it does change based on where you live and what you what you do and how much sun exposure you've right. had and sun, where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Hormones, stress, all of it. stress is huge, and I will say since you know, um, well, well beyond 40 now, but my skin stress. And my my stress levels have really affected the hydration in my skin. So by getting regular facials, it made me want to even do more to take care of my skin. And I realized that my skin needs that extra boost, that extra love at TLC because I'm so busy and I don't drink as much water as I should and I I don't get as much sleep as maybe I should. So there's so many different elements in taking care of your skin and your health, but we all are doing better and we're trying our best. So I bought or got Retin-A from my dermatologist for the very Mm -hmm, first time. mm -hmm. And I will tell you, for those who are looking to get a Retin-A or Retinoid, less is more again. Yes, definitely. Just a teeny tiny pea size for your entire face, maybe in decollete. Mm -hmm. And you honestly don't need it very often. For sensitive skin, I would say no more than once a week. Yes. You can mix it with your moisturizer, too, Mm -hmm. to make it more of a retinol product. So Mm -hmm. that's just a little milder and easier for your skin. Because I have the same problem you do. I cannot use it every night. I cannot use it three times a week. No. Mm -hmm. And what I would love to start doing is seeing how it affects the tops of my hands and my arms. Because like so many of us... I did tan in my teens and even in my 20s and, of mm-hmm. course, compete in pageants. I didn't always do the spray tan. That wasn't as popular back when I competed mm-hmm. in the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I you know, I did the, the tanning beds. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being honest. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's now I'm paying for it. And I see the damage on my hands and my arms for some reason first. Mm-hmm. And a little bit in my decollete and on my, my face some and my neck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as good as I have been otherwise, I'm seeing those effects. So I'm trying to reverse the signs of aging 
And so if I can give the best advice to anybody out there, exactly what you said earlier, sunscreen. Sunscreen. Having that basic beauty regimen of where you're cleansing, moisturizing, exfoliating, less is more again, and sunscreen every single day. Absolutely, and on your hands and arms. Mm -hmm. That is probably why you've noticed that, because most of us tend to put our sunscreen on our face and hopefully down to our decollete, but we kind of forget our hands. Also, Mm -hmm. the left side of everyone's face has more sun damage from driving. That's right. So... It happens. It really does. So you, you think that it might, but then it does catch up with you it at, does. at some it's day. It, it is. But I guess that's how you stay in business too, yeah, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> For those of us who are wanting just to step back, I just want ten years back. No, that's all I want. I, I just want ten years, and I, of course, I, I said that ten years ago too. I was yeah. like, I just want ten years. Yeah. Um, so it's something that you know continues with us. We always want to feel good and look good, mm-hmm. and yeah. And I'm hoping that those who are younger listening to this, and what I mean by younger, younger than me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is pretty mm-hmm. much about mm-hmm. you know majority of the people listening. Yeah. But uh, I, I love to be able to give that advice and I do role model that for my son now. And, yes. and so it's good for yes. men too. Don't forget, you yes. also age as well. Yes. Yes. And even though aging looks so much better on a guy than it does it's on a girl. Forgiving. It's, it's more forgiving. It's more forgiving. But I do have male clients and they are conscious of their skin too yeah so we talked a little bit about inflammation and and you know even though I've been lucky that I just had a a couple of outbreaks I had the hives and I figured out what that was and then I had an outbreak because I was over exfoliating and I had a rash there are people that have skin inflammation that happens ongoing such as you know rosacea or eczema Mm -hmm. you know what is your advice on that uh, I, I really recommend people to go to their dermatologists on that. Uh, that is actually a condition. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not from overuse of any product or any treatment. Okay. It's a condition. It should be treated by an MD. Okay. Yep. So if you have rosacea, I, I, you know, I do know that with rosacea, sometimes having skincare treatment or skincare that is non-invasive is very helpful as well as, um, I know chlorophyll is a treatment again, as a holistic treatment that does help with some of the redness in the skin, but you're exactly right. If you have something and you've identified that maybe it's similar to what I had, a hives mm-hmm. or a rash, mm-hmm. that is something that can be like, you can address that fairly easily. Right, right. But that's if not it's a condition. But it's something that's ongoing. Correct. It's you want to... It's a health condition. Mm-hmm. Have, go to your doctor. Go to your dermatologist. Get treated for that. Okay. Um, yeah, yours was more... Um, Just a reaction. A reaction. Mm-hmm. That's all. And I think that's what a lot of people do have. Can you speak to when someone has like an outbreak of acne? Because you can have acne, at, obviously, at as a young teen or mm-hmm. young adult, mm-hmm. but you can also have adult onset acne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any any recommendations for that? Yeah, I do see a, a few people with that issue. Um, I find that the salicylic peels that you get mm-hmm. are really good for that. It helps dry up the skin. Um, it, it, it doesn't help cystic acne, but that superficial acne that you can see, absolutely, it helps dry it up and brighten things. Okay. Yeah. So a lot clear of time and a lot great. of and clear and brilliance great. A lot of times adult acne can be food related. Oh. You know that's really? the younger folks we know that's hormonal. 
Mm -hmm. Sometimes in older, it's hormonal also. But a lot of times it's either an allergic reaction to food or a topical. Okay. So if they, again, if they have something like that, they need to go to someone like you, an RN esthetician, to sort of get that treatment to make sure that they are using the right products. And I think we tend to go to the grocery store and try to buy something over the counter. And, And not that those aren't also fine because again let's talk about you know whatever your budget is there's always great product for different budget but it's first to best first to get an opinion yes before you buy a product when you don't know what's happening why not yes absolutely if you've got someone to go to go okay great so just a couple more questions is i you know i again i'm just starting to explore different types of treatments and Mm -hmm. you know maybe i i should have started a little bit younger than i am now but I am really excited and, and interested in learning about different types of things that are available to us that are non-invasive, mm-hmm. that are non-surgical. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that there are so many great opportunities to make your skin vibrant and youthful. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have surgery for that. Mm-hmm. There is a product called uh, Thermage that I've been reading about. Can you give us some insight on how that works so that's a treatment it's a radio frequency heat treatment Mm -hmm. Um, what it does is it bypasses the dermal layer which is your top layer what you see and goes into the collagen layer collagen is what we lose basically from age 19 on believe it or not Um, and it helps tighten it helps it produce its own collagen and really sort of gives you a nice little lift while being non-invasive you can, you know, walk out the door and you can put your makeup on and go out that night. Wow. So how long does it take for you to see the effects of Thermage? It's interesting. Um, the literature will tell you about three to six months because it actually keeps going and working during that time. Personally, I, I've had it done for years. I notice results that day. However, that's a little bit of swelling. When I really notice it is about a month and a half. month and a half. And yeah. how long does it last? depending on your age. So mm-hmm. for my patients that are 35, it can last them three years because they're they're producing way more collagen than people are in their 50s. Uh-huh. People in their 50s, I recommend once a year. Once a year. Mm-hmm. So again, just make sure you ask and then you go to someone that's, that's certified. Yes, absolutely. As experience, you want to, whatever treatment you get, you want to go to a person who has experience in that modality. Well, the reason I, I, I bring that up of, of always asking first is because you hear about these different parties that are out there. There's mm-hmm. like Botox parties, and I'm sure there are other types of parties of, of where they have these treatments that on the surface seem like they're non-invasive and they're not going to cause damage, but you don't always know if that person has the type of experience that you have. the training and the experience, Mm -hmm. right. And that is so important that, you know, even though we're bringing different ideas through the Beauty Call podcast and, you know, I want to bring not only experts like Liz, but people that have, that are, you know, that are, understanding and mm-hmm. experiencing the different types of things mm-hmm. in life such as you know we're, our topics are going to be they're going to be a result of you know so many different topics of of the things that we are dealing with in life the ups and the downs sure. you know but i think it's so important to make sure that first and foremost you ask questions yes and so hopefully 
the goal is to have a platform with the Beauty Call podcast that people can reach out because we do have a resource of experts like yourself Mm -hmm. that can help answer those questions that people do have because I want people to feel as if they have the right resources to to feel great about themselves and feel beautiful inside and out because it really is all of those it's great to be beautiful and that's where you guys out there too because it's the beauty is also in all the the males that are listening as well so liz Mm -hmm. thank you so much thank you um for everything i really enjoy talking with you and you're a, a font of information so um i appreciate all the the expertise that you have brought is there anything else that you'd like to share with us for example how to find you uh, how do we reach you how do we come see you how do we stalk yes, you yes yes well my office is in long beach and you can stalk me at www. On to, so that's the numeral two, on to beautifulyou.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. And we can always find you with On to Beautiful You. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank it's you. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Talk with you later. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Beauty Call Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.